Well, it's another week in Canada, but this is a week after a big election, you know, a big election in our country here in Canada, and I ended up, uh, you know, sitting my kids down because I was, I had announced that I ran, I was running for Prime Minister of the great country of Canada on the show, uh, Vote for Pedro. My candidacy uh, went out there, I got my kids, I said, you know, like I wanted to introduce them to the electoral process in our country. So I, I, I brought them to the polling station with me, I showed them how the polling station worked, and then I uh, brought them home and I sat them in front of the TV and I said, wait, you know, you, you know, your dad's running for prime minister, sit down, let's see the results, let's see how the election's going to turn out. They were excited. They were they were they were invigorated by our democratic process. Imagine they would be. Yeah, it was a real gift I gave them. I said, "This is how the how our democracy works." You know, you can see how it works. Even your dad could be prime minister of Canada. Just watch it unfold. You know, after the campaign we ran, it's foolproof. I'm a shoe in. It's no big deal. No big deal at all. It's convenient. Those other guys are a bunch of jackasses. Even. I can't even believe that uh, that it would be a close call. The write-in ballot, like we made clear on the show, all you got to do is just like scratch out someone else's name, write in my name, Pete Van Dyke. Simple. The rest is history. <laughs> I'd be running, I'd be running the whole show, you know. But something went wrong. I didn't win at all. Uh-oh. Another guy won. Ah. His I don't even think it was close. I didn't even see my name on the TV once. <laughs> it was a humiliation in front of my children. Paul, what happened? I thought you were my campaign manager. We were supposed to be... Did you put the yard signs up? Yeah, I made those signs. I Did made you? the signs. Vote Pete. Fuck the other guys. That's the sign I asked you to make. I still didn't win. Oh, I don't know. Maybe people didn't see it. Nocturnal Emissions. Did you write the theme song? Oh, yeah, or yeah. The, the jingle? The, the inspirational campaign slogan for Pete Van Dyke? We did. We're playing it right here in the background. It goes like this. Vote Pete. Fuck the other guys. Well, that's Simple. genius. It cuts right to the point. This is, should mean that I should have won, hands down. Well, did we get that thousand bucks from the uh, PayPal uh, uh, listeners? May I ask them to get the thousand bucks so we could enter the con- enter the race? Unfortunately, Pete, we did not get anything. We got zero. Zero cuts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just hit the deep sound. Dutch Hall, everybody. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke, and we're returning back to the Dutch Hall for another week of uh, of a great fun. But it is a new is a new day in Canada for uh, people that uh, don't know. We had a big uh, federal election last week, and we crowned a new leader of our country in in, uh, in a resounding fashion. Yes, we did. We rid uh, we rid the country of uh, of our previous prime minister, Stephen Harper. Who, uh, if, uh, the American listeners, if you've ever seen uh, like a leader of a country, that you might have seen them on the news, like posing with your president at like a G20 meeting or something like that. And you'd see this guy, he kind of looks like the penguin from, um, <laughs> from the Batman cartoons. That was our old leader. And now we have a new leader, and he kind of looks like the uh, like Boy Wonder. He's more like the Robin yes. of that. Yeah. So we switched the or penguin Astro for... Boy. Who would you rather have lead the country? Would you rather have the penguin or Robin? Uh, oof. Hopefully Robin. It depends what side of the penguin I'm on. Like, yeah. if he likes me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if, I, if I'm doing all, if I'm if in it's good stuff, books, if you're in the oil industry, it would be, it would, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> anything you know to do with like penguin enterprises as right. long as I'm the, the good side of that Alberta <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever the... yeah <laughs> that was Steve. yeah so we got a new guy and he's a, he's he's a different he's different than the old guy he does the new guy is is more of the like uh he's a softer touch you know he's more of a huggy touchy you know lovey kind of guy the old guy we had, he was a real dickhead. What, what do they What do they say about our new guy that he has an emotional intellect? Yeah, he's not he's not an intellectual, but he has a large amount of emotional intelligence. Intelligence, that's right. Emotional what intelligence, yes. Which is uh, which means he, he's he's about he's nice to give you a hug, right? Yeah. yeah and uh, and that's kind of the way he is. He's gonna make he's gonna make our country better because he has strong ideals, which I think is is kind of refreshing in a way. We haven't had a guy with ideals in a long time. Yeah. Or we've had a guy with really weird ideals. <laughs> like our old prime minister was the most closed guy in the history of prime ministers, right? He yeah. never let press in. You couldn't ask questions during his campaign. Like, no. what, what's that all of it? And he told, like, his uh, constituents, like even our MP in this area, couldn't uh, participate in the debates because he didn't want her talking yeah. unless he could control what she said. So like it was a one, this really autocratic one guy controlling everything is what we had for the last decade. It sure does. And now we got this other guy who really doesn't know that much, so he's going to get a team around him and ask everyone else's opinion, and then eventually make the decision. Yep. So now we got the complete opposite of what we've had. You know, the pendulum has swung, and it swung from about as far right as it could okay. to about as far left as we've been totally. in a while. You know, and full swing, like everybody's in. Yeah, red, red tide. Yes. Yeah, and the whole Amen, country, really. And the whole country said, "Like, let's do it, right?" So it's it. So it it just to be seen. And the other historic thing about this is it, this is the first like ba- uh, generation Xer who's led our country. Yeah. Right. We've never had one of our generation. Like this is my generation, the Generation X. I don't know if you might be Y, Mike. Am right? I, well, yeah, I'm just below. You might be Y, and you might be Y too, Paul, the bartender Paul. I didn't even reduce our who we got here today. We went right into the politics. We have our bartender Paul Van Dyke's in the house. He's yeah, falling asleep yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Paul, Paul's been on a steady program of uh, whatever concoction we've thrown into that big Jagermeister cooler thing, which has turned out it can make any concoction of booze into a delicious treat. Yeah, that- a nice yeah. cold, ice cold treat every yeah, time. Been well, really well, Paul, so nice. I think you've really cooked up a really good system here, and we've really made a lot of crappy booze into delicious, <laughs> uh, tasty concoctions, and I appreciate your efforts. Hey, anything, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Also, we have Nocturnal Emissions uh, in the house, and it's our house band. We have our band leader, Mike Bowe, and uh, our lead guitarist. And we have to get him a better moniker, but our lead guitarist, Steve the Reluctant Germans, in the house. Uh, let's hear it for him. Of course, as always, or as mostly always, we are missing one member of Nocturnal Emissions, and that's uh, our co-host, my, my regular co-host, Dave Charters, is uh, not here, the man that writes music for the show. Just a bit outside. Yeah, and I think uh, that, uh, so we always like to have in a guy that, that gives a bit of commentary. The sh- uh, soundboard Sheik is in the house. Rooster, Dave, for go fuck All right, Sheik, you know, just keep, take it easy, but I, he does like to keep him in line. He does not commit to our show. And as we can also see before, is that Dave Charters, you know, the man that writes music for the show. Yes. You know, we're we're having an, we're about to embark on a historic uh, road show for live from the Dutch Hall. We're going on a road trip to Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. We're getting ready to leave. We have the birthday show in the bank for everyone at home. So when we're going to Nashville to record the road shows, um, we're gonna uh, play the birthday show. So okay. it's a it's a long awaited birthday show. I know I've had a couple of people asking for me. Keep Why is this waiting. not out yet? Yes. But I'm hoping that I'm not stringing you along too long. <laughs> but I tell you, it's a real treat. And when you do listen to the show, make sure you stick it out to the halfway point. Get right? over the hump. You got to sure. get over the hump. Once you get over the hump, it starts to really pick up near the end. <laughs> That's the, all I got to say. The tulips start bulging. Oh yes. It's a real d- treat for the show. So that's a little spoiler for ne- like for next week. This is going to be the birthday show when we're in Nashville. But Dave Charles will not be joining us on the Nashville excursion. Again, he's missing out on And there. one of the things we're going to be doing is get, we're going to be uh, recording 
the live from Dutch Hall, first ever uh, live recording. We're going to be putting it on vinyl record at Third Man Records. The great, the the great fuckhole song. It's been long awaited, That's and uh, we we've promised it on iTunes. We've uh, we've offered it up in different forms, but it's such a complex and uh, really vast song. There's so many possibilities and in, in directions in which it can go. That we've had a hard time narrowing it down to like a manageable three-minute song. And then, like, as we want to do it as in a special place. Like, we don't want to just do it anywhere. No, no, it not for the first recording. Not no. for the first recording. No, we're gonna go to Third Man Records. We're gonna record it on vinyl, and I'm hoping to get like maybe like a uh, a whole like uh, what do you call it? Um, not a 36, but. A, there's a 45, and then what's the next one? 78. Up? Is there 78? No, there must be a 36 then, right? A regular size record. Cause you can go like an album. Like I want to go at least a, a half hour version of the Fuckhole song. Oh, like, yes. Like how long a record can we make in this booth? As long as, well, hopefully like a whole day's worth. Yeah, that's where. Let's put. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm. I'm prepared to put in the effort. Right. Right. I'm we're a, down there. We might as well do it. Right. Yeah. What we're doing? We're going to Nashville to record, and uh, and we're gonna do that next week. And Charles, you know, man, writes music for the show. He's supposed to be a dedicated part. It's a big part. Yeah. He's not there. My oh. bartender's coming with me. Yes, he is. My band leader's coming with me. Yep. See, the reluctant German is neglected to make the trip. <laughs> I'm very reluctant. He's though. saying... It's in his name. It's yeah, in my name. I'm reluctant. He's reluctant, eh? That's one of the things that, that we liked about him. Like, Somebody it, it made him not go on the trip. And I don't blame him, you know. He doesn't know us well enough to know the kind of trouble we're in. You know, there's a certain amount of abandonment that's going to come with our trip to Nashville, like yes. where uh, we will start out in certain places, and then we will just not see each other for a period of time, for and sure, uh, we can't wait to, till we re- reunite to hear the stories, you know, <laughs> of, of what we we're doing, of whatever adventure we embarked on. <laughs> right? That's the most fun part about it oh. when you can do something like that, when you can just like uh, like go somewhere and just get like uh, into a little adventure. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, celebrate our family and uh, Yeah, and having a great adventure. Yeah, yeah, meet new people. I can't wait. So if you're in the Nashville area, uh, if, you wanna, if you're out there and you're run, wondering why the downtown Nashville area is really bumping in the middle of the week <laughs> next week, that's because Life in the Dutch Hall is in town. So look for us at the Honky Talks near you. We'll, we'd be happy to have a drink with you. Or a smoke. Or a smoke. A drink or a smoke or light up your... Smoke. <laughs> no. Drinker or toke? Oh, yeah, drinker, drinker or toke. All right, uh, we, what were we talking about? Justin Trudeau, yeah. our prime minister, yes. our grand leader. The other guy was, what were we saying? The other guy was like real tight ass, right? He was real grumpy. He didn't like anybody to, to talk to him. And then this other guy is like, uh, he, he wants everybody to yes. talk to him. And the, when he, after he won the election, the next day he's in the subway in Montreal just like shaking hands with people, you know, like thanking them for. For the for voting yeah. for him or whatever, he's a poster boy. It was sort of awkward though, you know. He's got like a couple camera guys following. Like, he's... is anyone protecting him at this point? No, in time? <laughs> no. Because very, he was in, just strange. in a subway in Montreal, and there's no one protecting him. He's just shaking hands with people. Imagine he just gets shivved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's dead. He's yeah, like, yeah right someone that was really not the anymore. He's yeah. Stephen Herbert is still. Yeah, you're back. Right 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this week could have been totally safe. different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only in Canada, right? We just let that happen. Yeah, yeah. It'd be someone that would be like, yeah, it's it's crazy, you know how people. I, I can't believe the the passion that people feel for politics either way. Yeah. You know, like uh, like I can't like people got so upset when he got elected, and then people got people people are so mad about like Harper being the prime minister. It's like everybody's like. Like it's really polarizing how angry people get on their these ideals about politics, you know. Right. And I never I've never seen it before. Like people, like, you're on one camp or another. Like I really believe that, uh, um, like, regardless of your opinions of what you think about what's right or wrong for a country, too much of the one thing is eventually not good anymore. You know what I mean? Yep. Like if you're sitting in, if you got somebody like every once in a while you're like going too far right wing for a long period of time. And then you just go a little bit too far that way, and you need to bring your country back in balance. So then the country just says, uh, you know, we're getting a little crazy here. Let's go the other way. And then, the, and then, then everyone goes a little bit too far that way, and eventually Trudeau will be too kind of uh, crazy lefty. Right. And then we'll ditch him, and we'll go to a new conservative, hopefully one that's not from Alberta and that's like a ref- crazy reform nut job. <laughs> and then uh, we can have... Uh, 
Like middle a, ground. Like, yeah, maybe like a regular middle ground guy that just wants to not spend us in the... Yeah, fuck everything over. Yeah, Van Dyke. Him. What? That's when they vote Pete Van Dyke. Yeah, that's what they should have done, vote Pete Van Dyke. But I guess our campaign was not the most aggressive campaign. That was <laughs> All right, next one. Well, I gotta, I, I'll, I'll give my congratulations to uh, Mr. Trudeau for uh, winning the election. I think his effort was uh, far, really, if you look at the effort that he put into his campaign versus the effort that I put in, he he did he did a little bit more. Uh, just edged out. Yeah, he just put a little bit better effort in. <laughs> and I didn't work as hard as he did. I think that was the difference in the campaigns. Yeah. Could you imagine if he had been ready, though? <laughs> right, right, right. Really? Yeah, it would have yeah. been something. Yeah, if he was prepared. <laughs> I also think it's interesting that he's going back to his childhood home, but he gets to now sleep in the master bedroom. I think that's mm. a... It's got to be strange. That yeah, it's pretty crazy. weird, eh? And he actually was like... Yeah. Uh, even in his acceptance speech, he said something to his kids, like he promised he would be uh, like uh, there for them, right. not like his dad. Oh, really? Who was yeah. it emotionally <laughs> there for me? He's too, spending too much time canoeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was too busy, like, uh, being an intellectual. Yes. <laughs> Hanging out with John Lennon. I mean, he was a rock star of a prime minister. Yeah, yeah he was. I wonder if we'll get the FLQ back. Yeah, well, <laughs> we might, like, this is, he's a bit of, like, Justin's a bit of a rock star, too. Yeah. Like, but he's doing it in that bullshit kind of, like, politics way where they got to come up with their slogans and their, like, catchphrases and stuff like that. And he keeps finding ways to work them into his speeches. And his cadence when he talks is not like a normal person would talk. Like, you never hear a politician going up there and saying, like, just talking like we're talking now. Like, they always have to have, like, and in this country, yeah. we will do this. And <sighs> they're breathing and they're doing weird hand motions. Right. And it's very robotic and, like, and it's got that rhythm to it, you know? And, like, no one talks like that. No one has a regular speaking voice where they I talk to them. I will complete this task. Yeah, like, in Canada. Like everything yeah. is possible, or whatever is. Yep. What was this thing? Do you know sunny, what it was? Sunny waves or sunny ways? Is that what he said? He started his speech with that. Sunny days or sunny waves? Oh, yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. See, that's the thing. He's got all these things. They're like tricks. They eh? are tricks. <laughs> They're tricks. They're like parlor tricks to to, yeah. to fool the dummies. Smoking eh? mirrors. And I might be the dummy. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I don't know how much I'm being fooled by. Yeah. I think Stephen Harper's campaign was directed mostly towards the dummies that he could fool, get scare and into making these problems with uh, <laughs> that didn't exist. Yeah. The full, full page ad was crazy. What was his full page ad? Uh, the day before the election, so the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Every single paper on the in the country had this fake yellow official elections Canada looking thing. Uh, but it was an ad from the conservatives who used this bizarro uh, logo instead of the normal logo. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like all the reasons to be afraid of voting liberal. Don't vote liberal. Oh, yeah. This is why. It's dangerous. But it went to everybody who still has a newspaper. Right, right. I'm assuming those people. Which are the vote. older people, yeah. for the most part. And the older people are the ones that are scared. And also the rural people, too. The older and rural people. And then it com comes down to this again. If you want to create, like, uh, Islamophobia in Canada and make that something that's going to scare the shit out of people who you can scare the shit out of are Easily. people that have never met a Muslim person in their life that's right so you paint a picture that they're really scary people and and then then you and then you make them afraid of them yeah. and then you uh, can tell them like I'll keep you safe from them and that's what that was his strategy and it was horrible because it was it was like Apparently. like it was a really offensive thing if anybody was like if anyone could see through that plan it's like a really evil thing to do isn't it like <laughs> sure it's it like is. terrible to the muslim people who aren't jackasses yeah. right yeah and it's uh, it's terrible to the intelligence of the of the public cuz you're thinking they're that dumb that yeah. you can just kind of scare them into voting for you and you haven't done anything like uh, it's like, are you you're insinuating that if somebody else was leading the country, that we would have been attacked by these evil, Apparently. you know? Like I don't know. <laughs> it, it just doesn't make sense to me, and uh, it seemed it seemed really wrong. Like it, it, regardless, I was a voted conservative my whole life. To be honest with you, I was always kind of a conservative guy. I was because like, I'm a, I think I'm a bit like a commerce major, yeah. and you know you kind of get into the economics of it all, and you want to see that the you people run the country like a business that make that doesn't go too far into debt but then uh in the same token like i've watched uh, when you when you go too far to that side where you just see that the guy's like not really 
working with anyone else and yeah. he's you know he's not talking to the press like and if you want people to like you you know the press if you keep calling the press a bunch of assholes they're not going to make you look good yeah. like yeah. Oh, you treat them like shit for like 10 years and you expect expect them to make make the paint you in a good well, light. Yeah, and then you go to like a sport, a big sports event. Oh, now you're a good guy because you're there. Who right. cares? Yeah. Shit. It really got embarrassing, almost like to the point where like we were being like made fun of uh, around the world around for the world. this guy. Like even the uh, the John Oliver thing that I sh- I showed you oh, guys before man. we started. Like well, he called us out on our guy being a real, on what he was doing, and uh, he here. Can't- and he nailed it, really. He nailed it, and he can't even vote here. Yeah, <laughs> he nailed it. And I was like, well, if, when we're the laughing stock of the rest of the world, and we came so far, our reputation has been so far, like, uh, destroyed. Yeah. I mean, I don't care about my politics as far as economics anymore. It's just a matter of, like, I think we got to get this get this guy out of here, right? Yeah. Seems like the right thing. Oh, this is a nice little got, segue out of politics, which bores people to death. I appreciate <laughs> it does. But it's just but a it big happened. week. It, it happened. happened. It happened country. this week. Yes. But what we like real. to do to break up this monotony is like we're going to like thank our sponsors of Amazon and VG Meats. If you go to my website, uh, com and you click on the Amazon banner, a little bit of that money will come back and help the show. Or you can click on and print out the VG Meats coupon, bring it in to either of the locations in VG Meats and Simcor Stony Creek, and you get some great meat, and a little bit of that money will come back and help the show. And it, that's all the sponsor this segment we call Paul's Potables. Oh, yes. Hey. What could be better than something from Paul's? Something delicious and something so small. Just have one taste and you'll tell that it's notable. Time in the show to have one of Paul's Potables. Yeah. Oh, real nice finish, Steve. Oh, very nice. Real nice finish. Nailed it. Paltrow, what do we have today in the uh, concoction of the machine of uh, of delight? Well, um, <laughs> we got a bottle of uh, Jack Daniel's Tennessee Sipping Whiskey. Ooh. Ooh, how did we get a bottle of Jack Daniel's Tennessee Sipping Whiskey? Well, we got it from a great listener, Jen Husko. Uh, oh, dropped it oh, off at your you. door. Thank well, you, you know Jen. what? When, when you know, and I, I, this is usually something we do in a segment we call uh, feedback. We got feedback. So. Oh, but, but not right now, Michael. Oh, I don't okay. think it's time That's to do it right now. Yeah, we but we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go off script in this episode because we brought <laughs> it up. You know, there's a guy every week that that he's been so close to getting listed of the week. He's brought his booze in the past. Yes. Uh, but you know, maybe his gesture inspired this. But I got to tell you, a ball of booze brought by a listener, and this isn't like a bottle of old well, stinky pear brandy or whatever. Robust. This is a brand new, never before cracked bottle, like a giant bottle giant. Of, of Jack Daniels. This is brought to you by a listener that just happened to drop that off because she knew we were going to Tennessee for this trip. So we get all prepped up, I think. And I got to tell you, Jen Husko, you are the listener of the week. You're the listener of the week. This is your week. Yeah. Yeah. I like getting that, getting that out of the way instead of. Uh, uh, during feedback, feedback. Yeah, we, feedback. We get it. I like it. It's yeah, a nice of, change. Yeah, it's a nice change instead of with feedback. Yeah. What this? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Three or four. I you was missed. agreeing. <laughs> I'd say two. <laughs> four. I don't know. Damn it. Sorry. What is the drink, Paul? What is the drink? Well, uh, we got a bunch of stuff in that machine. It's uh, making crappy booze pretty good. So you put you put in a, a, a concoction of different awesome. booze, and it just spits out cold. <laughs> mixture but there is jack daniels in this oh yes there's jack daniels and a bunch of other stuff oh exactly let's give it a try boys cheers to everyone cheers, cheers to the cheers. to new uh cheers. canada cheers my favorite part of the show now oh oh you could really smell it as soon as i hit, oh, my, yeah. <laughs> hit my nose <laughs> That's entirely oh, wow. Jack Daniels, I think. Oh, yeah. Right on um, your nose. <clears throat> Thank you, Jen, oh. <laughs> for making me not want to drink that when I go down to Tennessee. There goes my cold. Yes. That's a, that, that is wow. a, uh, <clears throat> the coldness didn't help it as much as I would have hoped it. <laughs> no. I'm longing so for the thinking. days of a moonshine cherry. <laughs> is what I'm doing longing for. What she's done is uh, turn us into drinking thick, heavy liquor. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jen, but you're going to kill us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so we got so delicious. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, so did you guys, we, we had the election on uh, Monday, 
and uh, I was going to say, there's four of us here in the room. We're all different people. We're all different from one another. Um, I should just start. I, I, I'll tell my voting story. Did you, uh, okay. I went to vote, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, really. I, uh, I waited until my kids got off the bus, brought them into the voting booth with me to say, did you want to see the, how it works? And I said, can I show them my ballot? And they're like, uh, yeah, if no one's watching, you can take them back. I'm like, I don't want to break any rules. No, no. I want my vote to count, you know. But I just want to show them what the ballot looks like. So, she, so I opened it up and showed them. And my one daughter's like, oh, you vote? You don't vote for the prime minister. You vote for the person like locally. I'm like, yeah, that's how it worked. But they learned that. They were interested in it, right? And when we came home to watch the election on TV, they were actually like, this is pretty exciting, eh? Like, we don't know who's going to run our whole country. Like, this is going to be a whole different group of people. And when you looked at how many new people got a job in like running our country right. and the way it works here in our country, this really is a different scenario than what we were used to. We got a lot of people, and when you look at your local person, when you look, they send you a bunch of local people, and you don't, really don't ever think too much of them, especially if you meet them a lot of times, and then you, uh, and then you, um, and then you're like, well, this is just my local person. That's why it doesn't count. But the whole parliament is full of these local people yeah, they, that are all just yeah. these regular, like kind of like bumbling people that figured, oh, I'll, I'll try to be a, a you know, a politician yeah. or whatever. And they're no more special or smart than anyone else. Oh, no, is that right? And, uh, and these are the people now, the collection of people that are going to, like, determine the direction of your country. So you really have to hope and pray that these, these collection fucks. of people and the leader that's helping them, like, you know, like, do what you've got to do to run a country... Uh, is are gonna pull it off, you know, yeah. and uh, so it's kind of like you gotta hold your breath and take it. But we we voted, and then uh, and then uh, uh, I had to make sure my wife voted too, and because she's not really in connection, she's not as well connected with politics. I always direct her vote, so I get two votes. So what exactly. I, when I look at it as I get two, I get two votes. I'm like you have to vote, and you have to vote my way, so I get two of them. Bonus. Don't cancel my vote out, because then then what's the point of going in? If you if you cancel my vote out, we both stay home. Yeah. That's the way I say it. <laughs> did you vote, Steve? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And how how did your day go? Did you just like? You... I I went around uh, ten thirty in the morning with my wife and my three year old, yeah. and uh, went to the Legion. Oh yeah, Legion. Oh, very nice. Go, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, first time I've ever been in there. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. delightful. <laughs> Absolutely. Oodles <laughs> of parking. Oh yes. <laughs> Paul, did you vote? No. You did not vote. Paul no. did not vote. Oh. And, uh, like, this is interesting. Why did you not vote, Paul? Because they're all fuck. They're all going to fuck it up. Doesn't matter who well, I Well, then what you're supposed to have done, it was part of my campaign strategy, is that you go in there <laughs> and you cross out one of their names and you write in my name in there. I would have got me the one vote. You had one. Pete, you didn't even vote for yourself. No, I didn't. You had two votes and didn't vote for yourself. No, I voted <laughs> two. You had two vote votes. for two. I voted strategically. I felt like if I would vote for myself, my wife voted for myself, then uh, there'd be less chance of getting rid of Harper, and I, I was really just wanting to change, you know? I thought I was a long shot, you know? So I didn't really go for it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought my campaign was weak, to be honest with you. I didn't put in the effort. I didn't put in the effort. I never Dude. saw a single sign. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, they were taken you. down and pretty... <laughs> ne- <laughs> we put them up, but they took them down pretty quick, yeah. eh? Like, there's a lot of people don't like the language on those sites. A lot sites, of haters. Yeah. A lot of haters. A lot of people didn't enjoy the uh, the F words when they're... I was putting them up. Usually when the kids were waiting for the bus, I was like, hey, kids, do you want to like, the sign that says, fuck those other guys? Just nail it on your parents' yard there. I found the one that I put on my yard that said that Pete Van Dyke is not a cunt. <laughs> that one was taken off directly. Right? Really? <laughs> yeah. Directly yeah, off. They bullshit. don't last long on the yards when you're Fuck running. Fuck the haters. Yeah. yeah. That was on the other sign I had. Fuck the haters. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that one was also taken down. I put that up in my kid's school thinking that, you know, they would support, support the, my campaign, local guy and all. But no, they didn't enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I find that you know it was a it was a well it wasn't a well thought out campaign is what I think in retrospect. If I really have Might to have think about it, in the ass in the end. yeah. Next time, and what is the next? <laughs> whenever the next one comes around, Four years. I'll, I'll be more I'll be more prepared for yes. the next one. Yeah, Build up I think. Campaign. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't run the signs. 
<laughs> no, no, you did a good job with those signs. I think it was, I think it was my slogans that made it had something to do with it. Creative. They don't like harsh language. It turns out, like the people aren't as all in the, in the same boat as me on the harsh language no, thing. They don't agree. I think it gets my point across in a, in a very like direct fashion. You know, like fuck those other guys, right? <laughs> Not hiding your feelings. Yeah, I know. Vote for me. I don't want to be sh- show like I'm a liar, like a politician liar, like those other sons of bitches. Like I'm Pete Van Dyke. I'm I'm your leader, <laughs> right? These guys are a bunch of jackasses, eh? a bunch of fucking numbskulls, yes. right? What I'm going to be is just like, I'm not going to be like those other fucking guys. You don't even say what you're going to do. It's just like Donald Trump, eh? Yeah, you don't exactly. say what you're going to do. Just, just say you're not those other guys. When they start pinning down <laughs> Donald Trump, it's, I love American politics. American politics is way more interesting than ours. Yes, it really it is. is. No question. Way longer. Way yeah, way longer. Way longer. Well, that's like the dev- we we had like a, what a ninety day or seventy eight day. Days. Yeah. Seventy eight day. Yeah. The the Americans are always in an election. <laughs> yeah. Like it seems constantly. Like it. It's not. It's because it's not about governing. It's about the show. You know. It's a. It's a. It's a show. You know. It's entertainment. It's like something to to follow, like a soap opera. It's real life American Idol, which yeah. is also real life. It's amazing. <laughs> It's all real life. It's just bullshit is also real life. <laughs> There's a lot of things that's just bullshit. You do it for the sake of doing it. Like, I would love to see a parliament. Like, Justin Trudeau says he's going to change and make people more civil in our parliament. Because you can't act like you do in, in uh, Canadian parliament in any other place you work in Canada. Like, if you any job I had, I couldn't act like those politicians at work. No. But the, but the politicians do Just lie do about it. everything? No, just to sit there, and when someone comes up and you start screaming at them, yeah. there's a lot of heckling. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of heckling. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's like the guy prepared the speech, like let him fucking work it out without you yelling out at him. <laughs> you know, banging the tables and stuff like that. Like, just fucking settle down, it's people. It's a real hee-haw. It's a gut. You know, just sit down. Let the guy. Let the system work. You don't have to like start banging and thro- and yelling things out. You're a bunch of babies. <laughs> like let the that guy's allowed to talk. You let him talk, and then your t- turns to talk. You talk. And just don't be a dick about it. If that guy's got a different idea than you, you tell tell me why you think his idea is bad, and I'll tell you why I uh, I he he'll tell you why he thinks you're wrong or whatever. Right. And then they say, you know, I think that uh, this is my side of it, and then they say this is my side of it, and then you say, okay, well we were going to vote anyways. I didn't change your mind. No. And then you're like, okay, well, you lose because I got a majority, right? And that's how it works. That's Canadian government for the people at home, yeah. <laughs> that's, right? That's, that's right. You didn't win because I had more people than you, but, like, I tried to change your mind for a while. I knew it was a waste of time, but I tried to do it. And the other, it seems like it got more and more nasty, and people started getting more and more personal and stuff, and it got all ugly. But they, didn't, they did it in, like, a real, like, a passive-aggressive way where they say the, the honorable speaker from blah, blah, right. blah, you know? Why don't you just say what you mean when you go up there? Sucker. Yeah, and then someone will say like, "Hey, like uh, uh, Prime Minister Pete Van Dyke, uh, you uh, use a lot of bad language in your in your uh, campaign. In your campaign, I don't think it's good for the kids of this country." And I'm like, and then I would stand up and say, "You know what? We're trying to like work out healthcare here." And or whatever, not healthcare. Like say, like we're trying to work out our our military strategy to deal with ISIS. Right. And you're talking about my goddamn uh, language I'm using. Goddamn. In my commercials where I. Uh, yeah, where I'm where I'm fucking a dragon. <laughs> and that you're commercial that got me elected when I was where I was fucking that dragon with my shirt off, my rippling chest. <laughs> what? That was my. That was my big fucking... That's why the people love me, right? That's why the people love me. I'm strong-willed. Yeah, I think you're wasting your time talking about that stuff. Let's talk about the issues here. Let's get some shit done. What you're doing is wasting time. That's how politicians should talk, Michael. You're goddamn right they should. Yeah, that's how politicians should talk. You agree, Paul? Yes. You're looking sleepy today, Paul. <laughs> He's busy over there. He's busy hands, though. I keep holding this thing up with booze. <laughs> you know what? You know what happened is uh, uh, last week we had a show. It was called "The Art of Not Giving a Shit," and we had a couple of great guests, and we got a lot of feedback from people that were. Uh, oh, I got that one. It's we got right, feedback. Oh, 
great time? Yeah, it was a great time. It was a great time. Normally, I like to say, we got a little segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. That's right, buddy. That's right. Yeah, you're really nailing it. You're really nailing it. We were driving down in a, in a, in a, in a nice automobile down to Nashville, Tennessee for a road trip next week. And I have instructed Michael to sit in the back seat. That's where the band sits, in the back. Stretch my legs. Right. And you have to have that guitar. And every time that I want some accompaniment, (laughs) I want you to be able to hit your stingers. We're going to have to get better at this. It's training. You know what? It's fine. I'm only going to get better. Yeah, that's right. Improve my my, uh, addition to the show. Yeah. And if I was quiet about it, if I didn't want the best of you because I could see there's more in you to give, (laughs) then uh, then we would just grow stagnant as a show. But we want to take the show to the next level, Mike. There's there's lots of room for improvement. There's lots of room for improvement. Hey. Michael, does that mean I get to serve bar the whole way? Goddamn right it does. Yes. Can, can you bring the machine? Yes, yeah. we're gonna go with the glove, the, the glove compartment bar, <laughs> the old old school, like old school. Yeah. Yeah. So when you hit the windshield wiper, we got the hoses hooked up, and it yeah. just goes right into the drink. Oh, it's, it's genius! We do the well, windshield wiper. Heard about that trick. It's yeah. the best. You fill your windshield wiper fluid up with with like liquor. Yes. And then you uh, move your uh, move your hoses into the inside of the of the vehicle, and then when you hit your windshield wipers, it pours the shots. That's how you like to do that back in the day, Mary's bow. This <laughs> wow. uh, Camaro, no big deal. The only problem is <laughs> when it starts raining, or or sleet, or snow could be a problem. Oh, yeah. But as long as we don't run into them, we're going to be just fine. Well, we're, we're heading south. Because we'll be drunk enough not to care. <laughs> <laughs> those are great moves. Those are great moves. Like those oh, are legendary, move. <laughs> legendary moves. Legendary moves. You don't have the clinking and clanging of like old beer bottles and cans in your car. Awesome. You get pulled over, you're in big trouble. You're in no well, You got trouble. some vodka running through your uh, your windshield wiper box into the thing you you're mixing with a bit of maybe <laughs> I don't know what you mix with vodka so, soda. A little splash of gingy. A little gingy. Yeah, a little seven. Yeah. You do that, no one's going to be the wiser, no. including the policemen. No, no. Right? You hear what I'm saying? Get out your license. I'm encouraging uh, drinking and driving for all people. <laughs> because I believe... It's your platform. Yeah, I believe... But no, no, not in Canada. Oh. I believe when you cross the border into the United States... <laughs> it's fair game. There is, it's fair game. It's fair game. There's no rules down there. They can wield guns? I'm not aware of any rules down there. If they can yield as many guns as they have, they should be able to maybe have the uh, drink a uh, drink when they're driving down, right? The old interstate. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're just there for a good time. <laughs> yeah. So good luck at the border. We're a new country. I say you see, you stay sober until you cross the border. <laughs> yes. And yes. Then, right to the first guy. Really <laughs> crank it open. <laughs> And also then, because the booze is cheaper. And then Bonnie and Clyde, the rest of the way. <laughs> no rules. Put on those old t- It's t- international t- waters if you're in another country. That's my understanding. When you leave your own home country and you go to another country, it's international waters for you. So there's no laws for you in another country. Those are only the laws for the Americans. Right. right? Victimless crime. Yeah. Victimless crime. We don't, those don't apply to me. <laughs> right? That's my understanding. Is that how it works? It's going to work? I do yes. believe so. Did you give this uh, speech to your wife, Paul, when you tried to convince her that we're going to Nashville next week? He said that the rules don't apply, according to Pete. He says it's a great loophole. <laughs> it's a great area. We're yes. in a different country. It, it's going to be a great. I think it's state by state, though. And, <laughs> and as you go further south, there's less rules as you go further south. Like, you kind of hold yourself together. In the northern states, you're not too bad up in Michigan. As you hit this, as you go further south, you can start to, you know, you can start to load a handgun, you know. Then you start to just drink whiskey out of the bottle. And then you start shooting at road signs while you're drinking whiskey. Right? Then time, you start throwing the bottle at the window and shooting it. Yeah, yeah. Throw the bottle at the road sign and then shoot it while <laughs> you can do both. That's the best thing you can do. And you got 12 hours to perfect it. The next thing you know, you're there. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's a great plan for Surprise, a road trip. We made it. <laughs> we made it. We're in Nashville. This is gonna be a great trip. I hope my wife listens to this show after we're gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna have a great time. So, are we in feedback? We got feedback. Yeah, we're in feedback. Well, we already named our listener of the week. 
We, hey, nice going, Hi, Steve. Steve. We already named our listener of the week, and we already named our sponsor, so there's not much else to do in this segment other than uh, to say well, last week's show was uh, was well, the Shazma and, and the Cumin <laughs> came in. They gave a great performance, as usual, but Tyler Shazma... Is that with a Z? I think it's with a Z. It's just been on a license plate, Faster. right? Right? Shazma... I think he's a controversial figure on the show. Is he? Yes, he's a controversial figure because the feedback that came through for <laughs> young Shazma is that it's mixed reviews. I got to tell you, mixed reviews. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, not at all, it's not at all as rosy. Uh-oh. Some people were quoting his lines and enjoying his uh, humor. Mm-hmm. Some people are really, really big fans of Shazma. Oh, that's nice. Other people, oh. not so much. Uh-oh. Not so much. Some harsh criticism coming his way. And uh, and and uh, I gotta tell you, um, I don't know what either they're talking about. I really don't know what they're talking about. I th- I thought he was a fantastic guest. Um, sometimes you know, sometimes uh, you get a little mixed up in the Dutch. Oh, I, I, I'm, I thought he did a great job. We were talking about it earlier. Sometimes it's just nice to have a bit of a haze. Yeah, I don't and know. A couple drinks. Yeah, that's what happens. You know, it's the beginning of the show, too, and the end of the show is sometimes different. You know, yes. like there's a, sometimes a bit of a drop-off. It's an evolving show. Yeah, it's an evolving show. Because it is an hour. A lot can happen in an hour. It can. You know? And, and sometimes it did. But uh, but it was a mixed review. But I, I say for the most part, it was a well, well-received well show, and I think it was we're on a great string of successes here on the show. Well, those guys seem to help that along. Right? Yeah, they helped us. They helped us bring us up a new level. A super fan and a, and a three-time guest of Tyler Shazma really put in a, you know, a spirited performance. So. Good for them. Thanks, guys. And I just want to you know, thank you again. Time. Harsh criticism, though. Great is a super fan. Yeah, it was nice having a guy that really knows he the show, knows the lights. And everything. Yeah. He's a talented musician, right? Eh? Yeah, sure, really. Oh, yeah, it's crazy to watch him, eh? I was like watching your face, Steve, when you were watching him uh, like play with you at the beginning, and you yeah. see him kind of go off of whatever he's doing, and you're like, wow. And then, yeah. and then oh, he's like, I knew. I, could, I was watching his fingers and just the way he held his fingers on the fretboard. I knew what was going on. And, yeah, he was awesome. Awesome to play with him. Awesome yeah. to hang out with him. Bro. Why the fuck am I playing with these other guys? And I could just play with him. He's way better. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's fun, though. You never know who's going to come in the life of the Dutch Hall week after week. Yeah, eh? I like it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple good guests coming up, too. We're working on booking for in uh, November. And the 100th show is coming up, too, oh, on uh, November 12th. So uh, we're, we have to be work- we're working on a big galley event. <laughs> oh, that sounded nasty. <laughs> nasty. Yeah, true. So, uh, thank you, everyone. If you'd like to uh, send us feedback in the future, you know you can get a hold of me at livefromthedutchhall@gmail.com. Otherwise, you can uh, reach out to me on Facebook, Live from the Dutch Hall. Yeah, I know. Live from the Dutch Hall at G- or, uh, on uh, Facebook. Give me a like or give me an instant messenger. Or you can go on uh, Twitter or Instagram. I'm just Dutch Hall on those ones. And uh, Periscope, also Dutch Hall. You can find us there. Uh, but the one person that we always like to check in on is our little, our little, our littlest listener, but also our very first <laughs> the listener. Biggest heart. He's oh, he's a, he's the greatest uh, piece of feedback. That uh, he's a feedback machine, really, is what he is. Yes, that's right. He's, he's a feedback guys. machine. He's killing. <laughs> Listen and learn, Mike. <laughs> Steve will teach you. That, you know? No. You know the thing about it is those Germans are very disciplined. Eh? No, no, no. Those Germans are disciplined. They they know the rules. They follow them and they execute. They execute. That's why they're so nasty. Well, either to beat. that or they go to the heater. <laughs> <laughs> but they lost twice. Yeah, over two at home. Oh, yeah, Mary's bow. <laughs> so we got what was it saying? Yeah, Haitian dwarf. Oh, good. He's our buddy, the Haitian dwarf. Let's hear it for him. We gotta figure this out on guitar. Right? That's what my that's what my side is. He's one foot five. <laughs> one foot five? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Is that smart height? Yeah, he's just, his dick is the same length as his uh, <laughs> I love that word. Oh, the Haitian dwarf every week. He comes and gives us feedback, and this week's no exception. Hey, he's just taking you to school. <laughs> 
<laughs> he gave those five stars this week. Five stars. Five stars as always. And uh, he says, I stepped on my sack once and it swelled up like crazy. I feel your pain, Tyler. So he almost be referring to Shazma. He saw he was giving him a bit of a... Because a uh, Haitian dwarf, as I said, he's a small man in stature, but a large man in genitals. Yes. You know? So it's very common for a man of that kind of proportion to step on his uh, scrotum. They may get in the way. Yeah, from time to time. So a guy like that would appreciate would li- your pain, Paul. Yeah. With your, with your uh, horrible... Dick problems you've had in the past. <laughs> Just one big nut. Yeah, one big nut. It could balloon. Yeah, you ever had a dick surgery, Michael? Negative. My Steven penis is unharmed, thank God. Unharmed. Just a circumcision. Knock on wood. Yes, I was unaware of it. That you know what I picture circumcision to be like? Is like you know those um, you know like the old fashioned razors. If you go to like a butcher, uh, like yeah, a barber shop, they do, like, and they have that like leather piece that they like sharpen their razor on up and down. I picture that's what they do with the circumcision. It's like they just hold the tip of the dick and they just kind of like shave it up and down. Like a, like that's very strange. <laughs> that's how I picture. Like I picture if you go to like one of those Jewish like moil ceremonies where they circumcise publicly a kid. They're just Come like, there, boy. They just grab his dick and they go shook, 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 shook. Who's next? And the kid screams in agony and everyone's like, ah, oh, whatever, Mazel Tov. Is that how it works? That's, that's how it works. I've right. never been to one. They wear hamakas, apparently. Yeah, they went with it. Yeah, they're all wearing hamakas with both. Us beaver. <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh, that's feedback. We got feedback. Oh, Thank yes. you, everybody. Nice. That was waiting. <laughs> well, if, if we get, we're getting close. We're getting we're, we're eating up this show, and if we don't talk about the uh, the the sports break soon enough, we we'll, won't miss we'll miss out on it. So we better get into the sports break. Mike. We should. We're talking about cocks and balls. Lar catches them all. We're talking about cocks and balls. We're talking about the fucking blue jays. Well, uh, for sports break this week. Uh, as every week, and sometimes we don't give it the credit it deserves. Our sports break is brought to you by a great sponsor from uh, Lakeside Vista. We never mention them uh, on their appropriate time, but if you go to, if you ever have a, a, a wedding, a corporate event, and you're looking for a beautiful picturesque property on the mm. north shore of Lake Erie, uh, with a great, great view, a viewpoint of one of the most beautiful parts of our country, you go on to www.lakesidevista.ca. And you check out check out their website and see and see if it's going to fit you for your wedding, your corporate event, your uh, your family get together or party. Uh, lots of great opportunities to use a great property, LakesideVista.ca, and also yes, Sports music. Break is brought to you by our great sponsor, who's been with us for quite a long time now. That we don't give them the credit they deserve. They're the pe- great people from Brobon Musk. Nice, Brobon Musk. Causes women to open doors for men. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> Reversal of roles. Yes, our bartender was oh. our bartender was just trying to be an average gentleman walking through the streets of our of, of our community, and his musk was so strong, so strong that the woman, the women were opening doors for him and treating him like he was the bell of the ball. <laughs> if there was a puddle on the ground, they would throw their jackets over it or even their whole bodies, so Paul wouldn't would, sully his his beautiful feet. They would tear open their shirts. They walk upon my breasts. They're soft and delightful. That's what the musk does. Now, the musk can be bought by the great people at Robot Musk, and what you got to do is go on robotmusk.com, I imagine, and uh, you would just order their products. And it would make you smell like my brother does naturally. Yes, you will You have never bought Robot Musk, Paul. You have, you've been milked for it, though, in your sleep. In my sleep. One, that one morning when your nipples hurt. <laughs> yeah. I one time rang out his bed sheet. <laughs> Before a hot date. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he landed Jane. Jane. hold on. Yeah. That's how he landed Jane. I have to go upstairs first before I meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, get up. I need your bed sheets. Paul, I need to wear your shirt. <laughs> I need some must tonight. I think that's why I used to have this, I used to have this uh, sweater vest. 
when I was in university. Did I tell this on the show before? I used to have a sweater vest in university, and it was a sweater vest that was from the 1970s, you know? It was my dad's. It was Willie Van Dyke's, my father, mm. you know? That, and, I, and I believe, not, it's unconfirmed, but I believe the must was strong. With, oh, with one can only assume. I can only assume. It came, Paul didn't come about it like from a, an accident. It came from somewhere, and I think it came from Willie because I, I, I had this sweater vest. It was a blue one. It was tore up on the one side. It wasn't in good shape. It was. A, it, was it, it didn't uh, survive well over the years. But it was. I still wore it out. And every time I wore it, uh, the women were just. Uh, it was. They were all over me. It was unbelievable. It's simple. And then I would. And then I remember uh, even talking about the sweater vest. And my and uh, my wife, uh, girlfriend at the time, right, bought me another sweater vest. Because she said, you're going to like this sweater vest. It's a nice one. It's not all tore up like that That's other new, one. That's new, yes. So I wore that one. Oh, no magic at all. It's not the same. None. No I wear the blue one, the old ratty one. It was unbelievable. You had to fight them off. It was like I always, I always got myself in predicaments when I wore the blue sweater vest. And that was the musk. It was a cloak of musk. The, 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 the whole mystery is unraveling over time. You know, we're starting to really get into this yeah. thing. And it's really, it's, I'm really figuring out a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Wow. And it all comes back to Broban Musk. It's, wow. it's a beautiful sponsor. Right yeah. But this is not about Broban Musk. Yeah, it's well, about sports. Yes. It's only a sponsor. Michael. Yes, yeah. we need to talk about our Blue Jays. Our Toronto Blue Jays. Is, when I say our, I mean our whole country. Because I think everybody's watching. Well, I got to tell you, you know, it, it's unbelievable. And I, I've always talked about, like, how, you know, I'm not really into sports or yeah, whatever. You do. You just need to talk about that. And then, uh, but, you know, when it's, uh, and, I'm, and, and I was into baseball. I, I forgot. I used to be in, into baseball, mm-hmm. right? When the, and it, when the Jays were into it last time, you know, when oh, they won the World Series. 92, 92, 93. I was right. in, in on that. And, I, and before when I was a kid, you know. And then... Uh, uh, they had that next year. The Expos had a really good year, yep. and they were they were on their way to the World Series. It looked like they were good enough to win they the World good, Series yeah. that year. Very good. And then they had the uh, lockout or whatever it was, or the strike, yep. and they canceled the World Series. Remember that? Yep. And that that took the wind out of a lot of people's sails, eh? Yeah. And especially people that weren't baseball fans. Baseball fans. Yeah. And that's especially what I, in Canada. And that's when I got out too. And uh, Jay's kind of had like uh, after that was whole hum, yeah, yeah, not great fan support, you know, for the next however many years, and then this thing right now that they're doing, whether they win the World Series or not, this whole excitement that's been built up surrounding it, right. even if you're a passive Jay's fan, you can't help but get caught up into it because everywhere yeah. you go, you go to a doctor's office, it's on the it's on the advertising screen yeah. in the doctor's office. You go to a I had a uh, lady that uh, works for my wife that said uh, she went to a parent-teacher meeting last night, <laughs> and uh, when they when you were waiting your turn to go talk to your teacher, yeah. you go to the gym and watch the baseball game on the <laughs> on a on a big screen in the gym, right? Wow, it's crazy. And like you go to like anywhere you go, the game's on. Like Paul, you were like uh, I was at the arena. You were scorekeeping a, a, a rep hockey game, right? Yeah, and there was a TV on upstairs with the game on it. And guys in the stands on their phones. On their phones, yeah. And then you're announcing the score as it's going on. Like, it's a part of what everyone's... Canadian culture. It's like a collective um, uh, narrative that everyone in Canada right now is going through is, like, yeah. following the Blue Jays, right? Well, we were talking about uh, the election, like, they were worried that people were going to pay attention to what the fuck was going on with our country because everybody's watching the Blue Jays game. Yeah, my yeah. wife my wife went to vote, and uh, she had no problem because the game had already started, yeah. right? I said, I don't know if you're going, you're going a little too late. I think the lineups might be long. Well, no. And no, as soon as the game started, there's no lines no of the lineups. polling booths anymore. And my wife says she just walked in, voted, walked out because there was everybody was home watching the game. That's pretty cool. And you like even if you like are just if you even are just like walking down in like a residential area, and uh, you you aren't uh, you don't know what the game's on. You can, and like someone does something, you can hear <laughs> yeah. multiple houses yeah. cheering yeah, and yeah. stuff like that at the yeah. same time. Like when Kyle Bell hit the dinger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa! Everybody's going nuts. Yeah, you can hear like all houses on the same block, like like erupting with the same cheer and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. It is. You know, 
And then we all have this collective thing that we're following. And then that's the thing about sports that is really neat that you can't get with anywhere else. And the fact that we only have one team left in Canada, that's right. it kind of does draw us all that, together. It brings everybody together, yeah. yeah, yeah well, absolutely. we were talking about how, like, comparing it to uh, when Crosby scored that big goal. Like, it really is. Like, the whole country's... Yeah, watching it together. Together, yeah. Like, we're in trap in every play. It's... Nobody's... Like, we haven't paid attention like this before. Yeah, like, I don't even know. Like, if you were in Montreal... Expo, like if you're in Montreal and you're like you used to be an Exos fan or whatever, can are you cheering for the Jays was, right now? I was just there. I was just in Montreal. Yes, everybody's yeah? cheering for the Jays. Here's a story. Actually, it's funny because uh, we were. I was there for a bachelor party. It was a great time, and uh, we were watching the game in our room. First night we got up there, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. We were crazy. It was a crazy party, and uh, we get a noise complaint. Now, of course, we're carrying on a little bit more maybe than we should be, but we were actually cheering for the Jays, and uh, we went down after the game was over and apologized to the front desk saying, you know, we were just watching the baseball game. We were cheering maybe a little loud, and they sent us uh, a letter the next day and apologized to us saying, oh, we didn't realize you guys were watching the game. It's our fault. We appreciate that you're... Uh, you know, oh, watching. really? Yeah, and it's dead serious. This is a 100% true story. Well, that's nice of the hotel, Crazy. eh? But it was nice of you, though, because you went down there and apologized. I think they fu- yeah, it was both ways, eh? Right. We actually went to our neighbors, who we figured it was, and they didn't answer the door. So we went downstairs and said, we were just watching the Jays game. Like We got a little excited, sorry. And then we, you know, we were quiet the rest of the night. Yeah, you're so tired, eh? What do you do? Just scream at each other? Yeah, and then we went right to bed after. Chest bumps, a lot of chest bumps yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of towel slaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all just like nude watching the baseball. We just game. pretended that we were the Jays. Did all the high five slaps and everything. Yeah, just wearing gog like Oakley goggles yeah. and just pouring champagne. On I yourself. was Kawasaki yeah. in slow motion. Which party? Which party? Which party? Actually, uh, this this week's episode is entitled uh, "Electile Dysfunction," <laughs> and uh, that that, that uh, title was coined by our uh, our great uh, uh, lead guitarist uh, Steve, the reluctant German. Yes. And uh, I always thought about that could that could sound like Kawasaki if he it, Kawasaki uh, couldn't get a boner. <laughs> you know, like, I have electile dysfunction. <laughs> Right, uh, that's kind of a racist um, uh, accent, right? When you do do that, but if you do like, but but because is it because it's not accurate that it's racist, right? Right, <laughs> right. Not racist. Like if like if you do a Chinese accent properly, where like the Russell Peters or whatever, he does right. a yeah. proper Chinese accent, so he, like he does like uh, it gets, it's 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 like authentic. Mm-hmm. But if you do like the Ching Chong Wing Wong, you know, like. <laughs> You know, like that sort of thing. Yeah. That's really offensive. That's the offensive part, right? Yeah. Like if you do, like if you just, if what if you're like saying like, um, like I don't want that you jive turkey, <laughs> right? Is that a racist accent for black people? Probably. I would say yes. Probably. Right. But what if you did like, um, like a good James Earl Jones? Then it wouldn't be right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe if you if you could do a great a good James Earl Jones, you'd Being say that's, racist. A, that's no, not, no, like that'd be just, just that's not racist. But it'd be a black know, guy's accent. So deep and thick, I don't know. I can only talk like this. <laughs> but like when black comedians do the white person accent, right? They I do love like it when they do that. You like it when they do that? Oh yeah, uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But do you like like I I think because white people can't be offended because we've no. done so many bad things right, we right. deserve everything yeah. we get well for sure yeah make fun of us all the time especially white men we have nothing like mm-hmm. we're just the whipping post of the world now like yeah, what are we, supposed we have to, to say are, we have to pay for like so many generations worth of sins <laughs> and it just happened to me in my lifetime that the white man's got to pay for it all. <laughs> But it is my time to do it, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, we were dicks for a long time. I get it. I get it. it now no, it's yeah. our turn. Yeah. I think the women are taking over, to be honest with you. I really do. They're like, like they say, like, uh, this is really getting off topic. <laughs> but they do, no. they do say that most, like, the, the like, uh, I think I went to this optometry thing, and they said that, like, uh, it's like the, the one optometry class... 
that just uh, graduated had one male student in it. Really? One male student. Like they said, all the professionals, all the like high up uh, people coming out of uh, universities and colleges and stuff like that, are all women. And, like the men aren't going through the system anymore. Like it doesn't, it doesn't like appeal to them or it doesn't make sense for them. No, they're doing bong tokes and dorms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just didn't make the cut. <laughs> you know, they're yeah, busy. Really, yeah. They're busy with other things. That is fun. That that, that can't you do that and. I don't know. It's uh, proven otherwise, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Trudeau did bong tokes in college. Uh, I hope he comes in here. I'll I'll load one up for him. Yeah, well, he's supposed to be making it legal for us, so yeah. it's going to be a little bit easier. We wouldn't be doing anything illegal then. No. That'd be as good as smoking one with a beetle. Is it? You could talk with the Prime Minister of Canada who makes pot legal. Yeah. Be. Yeah, that's kind of like a yeah, pretty like a historic thing to do. Yeah, it's like Keith Richards smoking in your garage. Yeah, yeah, I think we should do like the bu- that. That's a bucket list thing. That's a, I yeah. was just gonna say Dutch Hall goal bucket list. Put it in the bucket list jar. Yeah, let's just do that. We'll just keep falling around Trudeau till we can get him to smoke <laughs> with us. It's time. Hey Trudeau, I knew a guy. I knew a guy who knew uh, Trudeau's brother. Yeah. So that is that enough to get me in with him? Close enough. Yeah, you can always talk your way through, right? It's a, you say that's like a, it's like a, people always make fun of us when you go in another country and they say you're from Canada. And then they're like, uh, oh, do you know so-and-so from yeah, Edmonton? You right. know? And it, but like, uh, if you really do ask enough questions, you probably you know, might know someone that knows them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Trudeau is basically our age, right? So, I mean, yeah, yeah. six degrees of separation. Somehow, some way. Yeah. He's not that far away. He's six phone calls away at the most. At yeah. the most, and we're his age group, and yeah, like, yeah. I, a guy, I went, the guy, a guy that I got to come work on our tobacco farm, ate lunch with Pierre Elliott Trudeau because he was friends with the brother. There you go. I yeah. think the brother that died in that uh, avalanche or something like that. He had right. one one brother. Is that right? Yeah. That was the brother he was friends with, and then Pierre went and ate ate uh, lunch with him. He's like, "You want to eat lunch with me and my dad?" And he's like, "You." Like with Pierre Elliott Trudeau. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll eat lunch with Pierre Elliott Trudeau, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. pretty cool. He says he's a little standoff or something. Like, yeah, maybe the, like, hippie, like, uh, snowboarding pot smoker. <laughs> he's not he's not going to pay a lot of attention to at the table. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, who do you got this time? <laughs> <laughs> What's this treat? Yeah, I had a friend who used to bring home homeless people. Just on the way home from the bars or whatever. So I mean, maybe that's what yeah. It was but they're like. always interesting, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But maybe that's what it was like for Justin. Yeah, you know, his dad would just pick up a homeless guy and bring him home. And I would be. I think it's it, there's worse things that could happen. The mental illness is a little tough to bring into that's your own true. house. Yeah, when you got that real crazy people that are like taking a shit on <laughs> yeah. your kitchen table or something like that. <laughs> that you don't want that. To happen, yeah. <laughs> But, like, if I'm on the street and there's, like, a homeless guy there and I can have a conversation with him, even if it gets off the rails a little bit, it's yeah. still a great conversation. Yeah. Like, those are good conversations, right? And uh, I think we're going to have a few. Yeah. yeah. Pack a, a few butts with some homeless people in Nashville. It's going to be great. Hey, Paul, I was going to ask you, like, you're going to Nat. We're going to Nashville uh, next week, you know, and your your wife's, uh, you know, going to let you off on a loose. You know? I, don't, I don't know if, she's, if we can really say let me. You're right. She's gonna be reluctantly to let you go, but but let's say she's reluctant. Let's just say she's. Re- <laughs> she will not be happy with you leaving, right? So you go. So you're leaving anyways. Do you think she's gonna? You think she would take the risk of leaving, letting you leave the country with a loaded gun? You know what I mean by that, Paul? A loaded gun. A loaded gun. Yes. You think she's gonna have to relieve the poison? Is she is, is she gonna have to get the poison out before you leave it, to keep you in line? Like, is there a certain leverage you have with your wife before you go on a trip to let you think that you you got one in the bank that she's gonna have to like do something before you leave? Well, yeah, you'd uh, think you got an ace in the sleeve anyway. <laughs> you would you would you use the loaded gun like excuse to maybe get a little bit of uh, extra leverage? She knows the danger of a loaded gun, though, right? She does know the dangers. <laughs> and the musk. <laughs> yeah, the musk and, and the a loaded musk gun. Is thick. Yeah. So I'm, t- I'm just saying that. I'm using it more as a friendly reminder. Because I'm saying to you, there would be nothing worse 
Then going, going away with then a going away with a loaded gun. I can't imagine a scenario which I'd want to go away. If I go three or four days, even th- yeah, three days is where I notice a difference in my own personality, where I haven't, where I'm starting to get a little bit tense about like, you know, like does my wife not find me attractive anymore? <laughs> you know? And what is the what is the thing about it? You know, like. I'm like, the PSIs, and then the PSIs start to build up a little bit, so you start to become a bit of a dick, and then you're like, now you're walking that tightrope, if I fall off the one, if I go too much to dick, then there's no way I'm ever getting laid, right? And if you, but if I can, but I, but I, but I need to, if I get turned down again, I'm going to lose my shit. I need a release. Right? I, I, there's, if I get turned down one more time, Someone's gonna die. Like there's something that there's something that needs to be done, right? <laughs> then I'll be a better person. But if yeah. I dig my heels in and really demand it, then I'm like losing all the romance of it. It's like yeah. it's counterintuitive. It's not gonna work, you know. But it's a struggle. It's a struggle Fine that you go line. through. It's the battle. It's a yeah. You know, I don't the know how you can do the it. The ultimate battle. But they have to know. Like at a certain point, the women have to know where that danger zone is, you know, where your husband's going into the danger zone, where, he, where he's into... Danger zone. There's a certain amount of duty that's required at this point in time. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, they, uh, they should be able to help you out and like, just tell your, your signs, right? Like, does it does the opposite work? Did the women get to the point where they need to... Yes, I suppose it would be the yeah, same thing. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. You can tell they're a little bit too wound up. You need yeah. to unwind that a little bit. They get frustrated with some very romance. Easily. Yes, yeah. it's right. romance your flower. Yeah, and then all of a sudden afterwards, after a real nice, uh, you know, marital session of, of romance and passion, mm-hmm. they all of a sudden they've got a little bit better attitude on life. Yeah, everybody's a little more laid back, enjoying everything. Yeah. So you know what? This is one thing. You know, you didn't elect me, you goddamn people of Canada. You didn't elect me to be your prime minister. You didn't. Uh, you didn't choose me to be the leader of your country. But if you're listening to me at this late stage in this episode, <laughs> then this is what I'm going to leave you with one piece of great advice. And that is... <laughs> what was I talking about? <laughs> about <laughs> no, being released. Yeah, getting the release. And that is... That is... If you you got to be in tune with your significant other's uh, uh, wound up tensionness. And whenever you see that they're getting they're getting a little bit too much, uh, you know, of uh, stresses of life, you gotta rock that pussy, man. Rock that, <laughs> rock that pussy. <laughs> see you in See you next night. <laughs> Nashville, here we come. Hopefully, we don't have to drink any more of that whiskey. <laughs> That was harsh. Oh. That was one of the tougher ones. I would rather have absent. Sweet lick, Steve. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I like that. That was one of the best clothes games ever, right?